Today I get to chat with Michelle Watterson, aka the Karate Hottie, so Invicted Champion multi-times, a couple times I believe, won the championship, defended your belt there. Uh, fought a lot of the biggest champions in MMA and UFC. How long have you been in UFC? Oh gosh, I, well, probably seven, eight years now. Seven, eight years in the UFC. Great mother, great wife, aspiring entrepreneur, going to be a serious entrepreneur. Yes, sir. And a Hollywood actress right Absolutely. around the corner. Yeah. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've sat down with a lot of people recently, that uh, a lot of people in your area and a couple of football champions and uh, volleyball champions and skating champions, Olympic medal winners, et cetera. And we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, what it takes to win. So mm -hmm. a lot of, just, just fill in a little background, a lot of my audience or, the, or my clients, um, the other people, are, they have above average education, they have a far above average work ethic. And, you know, there's a little confusion if you look at the internet or hear what like your family or normal people out there say, oh, just do blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, and the, the internet's <laughs> totally full of shit. It's just like, you know, like as if magical <laughs> things just easily happen and you could engage in mediocre behaviors and have extraordinary outcomes, you know? So, I, you know, I'd love for you to share some of your stories about that of like, what did it really take for you that you, you've been practicing martial arts since you were very young, yeah? Uh, around 10, around yeah. 10, yeah. So you just started at 10 years old, that's all. <laughs> that's it. More than, it's, it's, been, it's been an amazing journey, honestly. I mean, I'm 36, 35 now, and yeah, so I've been doing martial arts longer than most, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so 25 years of practice in mm -hmm. martial arts, and um, you know, probably a lot of other life experiences. Actually, I read a thing, and I'm going to butcher it badly, so you, you have to save me, but I gave, this, uh, I gave that disclaimer. I read something months ago about you that, and I might, be, I might have some of the facts wrong, so help me. <laughs> we'll get, we'll help get it me. straight. Help me. But the way that I, I remember it is that you were, you were a ring girl at one time. Yeah. You were holding cards around the ring, and somehow you had uh, an introduction with cowboy like Donald Cerrone uh -huh. that that he helped you, you know, orient you in the, the right way to some extent. Yep. And again, I might be butchering this story, but how does that story go? How does that go from, um, you know, you're the young pretty girl holding the card <laughs> to you're the girl in the ring kicking people's ass? You, you didn't butcher it at all. Um, I, you know, I was going to college and paying for my own schooling. So I was, I was a hooter girl. And um, you kind of just pick up like odd jobs here and there as a hooter girl. I was like doing photo shoots for calendars and things like that. And there was a local fight promotion. And I really honestly had no idea what MMA was at the time. It was still very new. Um, and there, the promoter came in and, and asked some of the girls if they wanted to be card girls. It was just extra cash. So I said, yeah, sure. And um, just as I'm doing it and, and watching, I just... It's something just sparked my interest and because I have a martial art background back then I was like man I could do this that looks like so much fun like I have a martial <laughs> arts background and I could totally kick somebody's butt you know and I remember talking to the promoter and he kind of like laughed it off like okay yeah sure and um, Donald had overheard me and he came into my my job the next day and I wasn't working so he left me a note and it was just like if you're serious about uh, fighting get your ass in the gym and left his number and um, I gave him a call and I started training with him and um, took all these smokers. And I, I wanna say within a year, I, um, I turned pro and then it became my life. I loved it. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing like transition points that uh, 
you're on one path or, or you're trying to do something, but you're, it's not quite clicking and not quite clicking and then occasionally a, a door opens up. And yeah. a lot of people don't take those opportunities. Yeah, a lot of, I a lot think of people that fumble there. For sure. Like you have to be aware of the, the good omens or the signs or whatever it is you'd like to call it that, that arise because for sure they're there for you, but you just have to be ready for the opportunity when it comes. My life is a very different path. I thought about you know business, 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 and you know, real estate investments, entrepreneurship, and you can't do shit with you know real estate investments or or uh, investments until you did some entrepreneurship and made some capital from a business. You know, mm-hmm. hard to invest money you don't have yet. So, um, but you know, the, there's there's been several key opportunities at those type of moments in my life that I think a lot of people they can't identify it in real time. They don't yeah. understand like. Like, oh, that could be a life-changing opportunity. Mm-hmm. I was never an opportunity passer-upper. I was always pretty good at seeing, like, <laughs> oh, that shit could go somewhere. And uh, you know, let me at least go check it out, you know? Take it. I've been very open-minded. I haven't had a job since I was 19. I quit my last job. Then I was really? a Walmart manager. It was great. It was, did you like being a manager? You know, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I told this story a few times publicly. But um, when I was, uh, I finished three years of high school, and I had either A's or D's. So mm. if I liked a class, if I applied myself, I got an A, 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 A. If I didn't like a class, I, I didn't do anything, and I should have got an F. But a lot of times the teachers had you know, some mercy, or they were, they were nicer than I deserved, and give me a D to shove me along, mm-hmm. even though I didn't deserve it. And you know, I, I, just, I grew up around a lot of rough people. My dad was in prison. My mother was not the best mother. Um, so you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm not blaming anybody else except myself. but. You know, just in a lot of violent conflict or a lot of little trouble as a kid. And I, and I senior year in high school, when I should have been in high school, I spent 90 days in county jail instead. Hmm. Yeah, I, I learned a lot from that, that uh, I thought, well, this is not much fun. And I saw a lot of my friends going down that path that they were spending, you know, you know long periods of time in their life. And my family, I saw this type of thing happen. And that kind of woke me up. And I thought, well, maybe I should get one of those job things. So I tried it for a little while. And I got a job. I had to lie on my Walmart application twice, which, uh, you know, it's not something I'm necessarily proud to say, but I do laugh <laughs> about it looking back. Like, when I filled out a job application at age 18 to unload trucks in stock shelves at Walmart, I said that I had a high school degree, which I didn't. Uh-huh. And I said that I had no criminal record, which I had one, I have no felonies, but I had a misdemeanor conviction at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that was a unique way to, you know, to get a job, to try that job thing, you know? And uh, I got promotions very quickly. I thought to myself, I thought, well, well, I'm like unloading trucks with people that are in their 40s and 50s, and I was 18. And I thought, well, this is not the plan that these people had earlier in life. Like, and um, so I, I never say, I never talk bad about Walmart. People, mm. some people do. I thought, you know, if if you work there, um, if you if you're willing to put in the effort, they gave me advancements. That right. they they went out of their way to break corporate rules to give me raises they weren't supposed to give me, to give me promotions they weren't supposed to give me. Mm-hmm. And really, where things went downhill for us is that same district manager told me that you know you're 19 years old, you're in a position that most people are in their 40s before they're in that position, and I can't give you another promotion for three, four, five years. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that time. If he said I can't give you another promotion until you meet these three, four, five metrics. Right. I'd be oh cool like you know how do I point me Speed in the right direction the, I'll mm-hmm, go do it you know mm-hmm. but when he made it a time constraint instead of an abilities constraint right. I was like all right I guess I'm done here yeah you were maxed out at that yeah. at that place yeah I love how you talk about I just love that your mindset at such a young age and I think about like in fighting like we talk about it all the time you don't if you don't have a target like how do you know what to punch at 
you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us go through life that way. And, and in school, you know, the teachers direct you, but but when you get out of school, it's kind of like you're, you're left on your own. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you have to make those, you have to kind of parent yourself. You have to make those decisions for yourself. And if you don't, you kind of just like wander aimlessly and end up, like you said, um, you know, 40, 50 years old, doing something, working for somebody else, doing something that you're, that makes you miserable, you know? There's nothing wrong with that, but I agree with every word you said, so I'm not uh, uh, just elaborating on right. that thought. There's, you know, if, if it was your goal to have a career and you, you wanted to work at a law firm or you wanted to be a consultant or a banker, or, uh, whatever it is you want to do, that, that's great. If that's, if that's really, it's not the right life for me, mm-hmm. but if somebody really wants that, good for them. Different people right. have different goals. I'm grateful our economy is diverse enough that you know somebody can make my coffee when I go to the Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's nice. Grateful. Well, you know, I went to the Apex Center yesterday for a fight. Grateful that the waitress lady there, she's very nice to me. I take care of her well. Happy somebody's there to provide that service for me and happy to pay them well to do it. You know? Absolutely. So different people have different goals, but um, uh, I'd, I'd love to go further on that thought. Like, How the hell does a person hit a target that they, if you didn't set a goal, right. if you didn't have a target in mind, how would you even know if you're if you're advancing? How would you know if you're you know? How could you gauge yourself in terms of your performance or your your level of achievement without setting a goal to begin with? Mm-hmm. Putting something in front of you, kind of just to me, it reminds me of like a hamster on a wheel, just kind of like spinning for no reason. You know what I mean? You got to put something in front of you. I think that's why I'm drawn to fighting is because you got to sign the dotted line, and boom! Like once you step into the octagon and they close the cage behind you, you can't run out. <laughs> You gotta, you Not gotta a good go. Look. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, I'm here. I might as well fight. <laughs> Not a good look if you climb over the cage. I, yeah, I have seen that happen before, but you know, that's a different story. 